The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. It's the 11th of September and once again we find ourselves marking a sombre anniversary, 22 years since the 9-11 attacks that changed not only the United States but also the entire world, rippling through history like a, a stone cast into a pond whose waves have yet to still. Time has passed and the scars remain etched in the collective memory, which I suppose is a testament both to our resilience and also our mortality and a reminder of the complexities that shape our modern world. What the hell was that? It sounded like a plane crash. A bomb just went off in the World Trade Center. It's like, it's unbelievable. This is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Jim, just a few moments ago, something uh, believed to be a plane crashed into the south tower of the World Trade Center. I just saw flames inside. You can see the smoke uh, coming out of the uh, of the tower. We have no idea of what it was. It was a tremendous boom just a few moments ago. You can hear around me emergency vehicles heading towards the scene. Oh my God! Oh my God! Looks like six, seven floors were taken out. And there's more oh, explosions there's, oh, right now. Hold on, people are running. Wait, hold, so, hold on. on just a moment. We've got an explosion inside. The building's that... exploding right now. you got people running up the street. This is as close as we can get to the base of the World Trade Center. You can see the firemen assembled here, the police officers, FBI agents, and you can see the two towers. A huge explosion now raining debris on all of us. We better get out of the way. Immediately, there's speculation or cause for concern. This is the World Trade Center that was the center of a terrorist bombing right. some years ago. So the questions have to be asked, was this a purely an accident or could this have been an intentional act? But either way, extensive. And then all of a sudden, I thought it sounded kind of um, louder that I looked up and all of a sudden it smashed right dead into the center of the World Trade Center. appear that there's any kind of a, an effort up there yet. Now remember, oh my God. Oh my God. That looks like a second plane. Just I did not see a plane go in. That, that just exploded. We I, just saw another plane coming saw, in from the side. You did. I did that was out of absolute Yes, and that's view. the second explosion. You could see the plane come in just from the right-hand side of the screen. Huge crowd. I'd say about hundreds of people on the streets that come from south to north, I've been really thousands of people that have been running from inside these buildings. You know, it's a very heavily trafficked area in downtown, the World Trade Center. Many of them were inside the building when they felt the explosion. And they say there was just pandemonium. There was no warning, no alarms, no anything. Everyone just raced from their desks, ran downstairs, and now there's a steady stream of folks running away from the building. Some people saying that they're fearing there'll be another explosion. And when they saw the second plane, convinced that this was dangerous. There's, there's just an absolute flood of folks escaping downtown Manhattan right now. Our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. The victims were in airplanes or in their offices, secretaries, businessmen and women, military and federal workers, moms and dads, friends and neighbors. Thousands of lives were suddenly ended by evil, despicable acts of terror. 
was on an airplane that's been hijacked, and things will go well, and it's not looking good. I just want you to know I absolutely love you. I want you to do good. So happy to find things to my parents and everybody. And I just totally love you. And uh, I'll see you away from there. Hi, babe. I call you. The poignant words of a man on board one of those planes knowing uh, that he would not survive the hijacking. And there were four planes in all, two that hit the Twin Towers. There was one that hit the Pentagon and then a fourth plane that was either deliberately crashed uh, by the pilots or was taken down by uh, the US Air Force. And uh, anyone who is maybe not in their late 20s or early 30s won't have any memory of the horror of that day as it unfolded. But anyone certainly in their early 30s or beyond will remember vividly probably exactly where they were as this horror unfolded. And believe it or not, 22 years on, as recently as this weekend, remains are still being identified from the site of the World Trade Centre. Monday marks 22 years since the terrorist attacks on September 11th. And today, two more victims' remains were identified using advanced DNA testing. The names of the man and the woman are being withheld at the request of their families. New York City's medical examiner has now been able to link remains to 1,649 World Trade Center victims. To explore the ways in which uh, that day has left its indelible imprint on our lives, I'm delighted to say we're joined by esteemed author Colin McCann and by Neil O'Dowd, founder of IrishCentral.com. Good morning and welcome to you both. Good morning. morning. Uh, I've spoken to both of you over the years uh, on anniversaries of uh, 9-11, but um, Neil, if you could bring us back to where you were when this terrible thing unfolded. Well, it had been a kind of a red-letter day for me. It was the first time I ever voted in America. There was local elections in New York City, and I was on my way back to my apartment when my uh, friend called me and said, turn on the TV, something catastrophic is happening. And it was very hard to take it in, except for one thing from my point of view was I had recently spoken with the New York Times writer Jim Dwyer, who had written a book on the previous bombings, I remember that particular book stated that they would come back time and time again till they got what everything they wanted in, on their original target. And that proved to be the case, that that was the reasoning behind it, that the 1993 bomb had not knocked down the Twin Towers, but the one uh, 22 years ago definitely would. And that was basically the beginning of the nightmare. I mean, every generation suffers with some cataclysmic event, John F. Kennedy, Pearl Harbor, 9-11, you know, huge issues that life is never the same again in America. And that was certainly the case on September 11th that year. Um, it was a horror story as it unfolded. It was almost like something out of a disaster movie. Couldn't possibly be real, but yet it was. And it resonates particularly for New York City, but it resonates right down through the decades now. Colm? Yeah, um, I mean, a friend of mine says that, um, you know, we don't need uh, anniversaries for things that you can't forget. And just the, 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 the very fact that there's two more bodies identified uh, in the last week is uh, shows you that these these stories will never end like you said so 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 poignantly the waves are uh, are still are still rippling and the the lingering effect of um 9/11 one of the stories that doesn't get talked about all that much is that um 
almost 400,000 first responders went down to uh, the site in the days, weeks, months, even years afterwards for the cleanup. And nowadays, more people have died from the toxic exposure and the cancers that were caused from this than actually died um, on the day itself. There were about 3,000 people, almost 3,000 people died on the day itself. I think the numbers, and Neil would know this um, probably better than I do, but I think the numbers are about 4,300 people from the World Trade Center Health Program um, have died from directly from toxic uh, exposure. So, so it shows that this story, um, you know, will go on and on and on, and and those ripple effects will will enter uh, other generations. And even if they they, they, they don't know it, they will always. Uh, you know, hear about this particular part of the story. Now, you, you mentioned the two sets of remains that were identified thanks to advanced DNA testing, uh, and it brings, as we heard in the report, the total number identified as 1,649, but yet 2,700 people are missing, and they, they say they have remains of another 1,000 people from that day yet to be identified. Um, that's kind of stunning. And, um, you know, one of the lingering images for me was just the, 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 the trucks that were going out to um, Staten Island to a place called, uh, you know, uh, poignantly called Fresh Kills. Um, and, you know, um, people sifting through the remains to find the most extraordinary things. Like one man talked about finding a, 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 a crystal Tiffany ball that was still entirely intact. Everything around it was what was, was pummeled, but this little crystal ball from 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 from, from Tiffany's, it was a a, a, a ball of a globe, uh, had remained intact, and then people's watches and all sorts of things that were there, um, and and so the heroes uh, of. Uh, what went on after 9-11 were the people who sort of had to carry that story uh, with them, um, you know, into the years and then uh, nowadays are suffering uh, so many of the effects. Now, you mentioned the people who've suffered the effects and I was reading a a piece over the weekend by a woman called Jessica Petro-Cohen who has two mammies, uh, both of whom contracted cancer probably as a result of breathing in the noxious fumes on that day. Uh, One of her mammies has died and she's wondering as a child, she breathed in exactly the same air and is she going to fall prey to these cancers herself? Well, this is the thing. And and we have to continue to tell uh, those stories um, so the stories don't disappear. Um, And that's why, you know... um, I think it's it's um, particularly important to give people um, a voice, you know, whether it be on the radio, whether it be through 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 fiction or or theatre, um, and give people a chance to, to 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 talk this stuff through because there was a universal experience. Let's not forget that this this didn't just happen um, in New York, but it happened in Dublin, it happened in Belfast, it happened in Baghdad, it happened all over the world. It was one of the the the, the, the unifying uh, sort of um, human experience. That, that that we had, we all sort of saw it um, and experienced it then in real time. Um, and uh, you know, one of the things is that that literally we cannot forget. Um, there's a beautiful tree in Central Park 
uh, where friends of mine um, had their ashes uh, buried. And people go to this tree. Uh, Neil probably knows the tree. It's up by uh, 86th Street in Central Park. And, um, you know, they, they, they play the bagpipes and they, uh, you know, the, the firefighters go along and they pay homage to their to, 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 to their heroes. Pat and Mike Brown uh, were, the, were the two men whose ashes are, are actually buried under that tree. Neil, the question of how uh, America has changed. I mean, New York is famous for its ability to roll with the punches, whether it was more recently in the pandemic or uh, before this with uh, 9-11 and uh, the the rebuilding on the site of the World Trade Centre. But New York has probably changed in ways that are very palpable. Well, it has in one very significant aspect that half the people living in the city now did not live here during 9-11. So you can see the kind of turnover of a great big city like New York and what happens as the next generation moves in. But the memories of 9-11 continue unchanged no matter what the generation is. And there are poignant moments, as Colin was talking about, the one that I feel about was a fireman that I knew buried... The only part of him that was buried was his helmet because there was DNA from the sweat on his head and the family went to the funeral and the profound sadness and in fact craziness of that really struck home as to how people suffered and how they managed in their own way to make their connection with their loved ones. And that's the thing I'd like to put in context, like the great love that New Yorkers expressed for each other on that day when the people came pouring out of the buildings uptown, people opened their doors and their restaurants and bars and everywhere else, and people flooded in. There was a tremendous sense of community spirit, and it shows that even a city as hard-nosed and tough as New York can, can collectively have its own heart broken. And I, I think what Colin was talking about is the individual cases. Like, and to me, one of the most emotional moments was the... St. Patrick's Day Parade the following year when the New York Fire Department marched up Fifth Avenue and minus 348 men. And the reception they got was unbelievable, the most enthusiastic and uh, out loud reception I've ever heard for anyone. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you both, I don't know how you reflect on this, but 9-11, 22 years ago, feeding into uh, GOP politics, uh, Ron DeSantis is going to meet with uh, survivors of 9-11 and the families of those who died, saying that it was 9-11 that inspired him to, to join the military and criticising Donald Trump for uh, hosting on this particular weekend a live golf event, which of course is a Saudi event and Saudis often the finger pointed and not necessarily at the Crown Prince and his family, but at others from Saudi Arabia in the perpetration of this evil. Well, I mean, um, go ahead there, Neil. No, go ahead. Colin? I mean, the, the, uh, the, the, the thing about it is, um, you know, we, we, we hope and pray that nobody tries to own um, this particular story, that nobody uh, claims it as a, a, as, as a victory for, for one side or the other, whether it be red or blue or whatever it happens to be. There are so many other stories that, are, um, that have spun out of it. We can't forget the people in Iraq. We can't forget the people in Afghanistan uh, and the totality of... Uh, 
of the experience. If somebody starts to sort of magpie it, if you will, and try to own it, like 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 a Trump or a DeSantis or even even a, um, a Joe Biden, who, who who I feel has a much more generous uh, take on 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 these sort of things. Um, but I think it'd be particularly dangerous if. Uh, you know, these politicians begin to, uh, you know, put a microscope on, on little things and then try to own it and mm. use it for their, their own political gain because there was, uh, there was too much damage done, uh, not just in, in, in the United States, but all around the world to, uh, you know, make it into some sort mm. of political football. That would be the, the biggest crime mm. of them all. Neil, last words to you. Oh, don't forget that Donald Trump's reaction on the day was he would now have one of the largest tallest buildings in New York. Uh, that was the level of his sentiment and insight into what had happened. Um, it was a very bad day for America because the whole philosophy of the country began to shift to the right. George Bush would not have got re-elected. John Kerry would have beaten him uh, were it not for 9-11. And we would have had a very different progression of political strength and will in the following years that we'd never got caught up in Iraq mm. with a democratic president Neil. in my opinion thank you so it just continued yeah it, it's amazing how uh, an event like this changes uh, the even the direction of American politics Neil O'Dowd founder of IrishCentral.com Colin McCann author thank you both very much for joining us The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.